Hello, hello, my let's keep it real people. And boy, have you been keeping it real. I really appreciate every single person that's reached out to me on my website with your comments, your concerns, your interest in coaching, supporting my books. It means a lot to me. You sharing this next podcast just with one person that you believe is going to be empowered means the world to me. And I know how busy everyone is. So when you take the time to share it and rate it and like it, that's me, baby. That's what I want to say. Love it, love it, love it. And another thing, I do appreciate the people that support my joyful, pippy, skippy attitude because this is me, baby. And I'm not holding back for so many years. I tried to put a constraint on how over the top I am, but this is it. And I want you to be your authentic self. So you're going to get all of me and all of me gets so freaking pumped up for my guest and sharing their stories. This next guest, Hoochie Mama, Jimmy, crazy fitness guy. Well, we have a treat here about crazy fitness guy. Not only is he just incredible and so inspiring, but we did it on Zoom so you can also see Jimmy. You are just going to freaking love it. And don't forget, guys, if you want to look me up and support in any way, you can check out SandyJoyWeston with an O dot com. SandyJoyWeston.com. There you can reach me for coaching, keynote speaking, support my books. You can find them also on Amazon. I love you guys. Toodles. This is Let's Keep It Real with Sandy Joy Weston, your weekly dose of positivity with awesome stories and guests from all over the world. It's an opportunity to learn some great new things and expand your mind. We'll tackle topics from all areas of life, and as always with Sandy, the sky's the limit. Well, my Let's Keep It Real people, this is a big treat. Normally, you don't get to see my guest, but I decided I had to have Crazy Fitness Guy on so you could see him. Hi, Jimmy. How are you? Hey. You know what? I was looking at your bio, and the first thing that stood out in my mind, besides all the things you overcame, was how you feel your unique gifts are a blessing. You know, you probably always did feel like that, but then nope. that you feel like your unique gifts are a blessing. So the biggest question that I had from all the people that listen, when I told them you're coming on, they wanted to know one thing. How long did it take to get there? That was the biggest question. Uh, let's see, pretty much half of my life. <laughs> okay. We don't know. How old are you now, Jimmy? Uh, 28. Okay. So it wasn't like the, the kids were like, what, am I ever going to feel like that? And most of them are probably around... 14 to 18. So they have time, right? They have time. Yeah. I got to the point. Well, yeah, I'll get into that later. I got, it, it took me quite a bit of time. I I had to get out of pu- the public school system in order to feel that way mm. Uh, mm. because everybody had to label everything. <laughs> Don't get me started, Jimmy. Don't get me started. All right. Before we go any further, I just want to read yeah, this short write-up. Jimmy Clare is a motivational speaker. He just got done telling me before we went on, he actually virtually spoke to 750,000 people. He's an autism advocate, 
author and founder of Crazy Fitness Guy. And before he started his career as a speaker, you said it was a bumpy road. Uh, It was a bumpy road when he was younger. But before we get into that, I always ask my guest one thing. If you were going to think of a word that best could describe like your past 30 days, what word would pop into your head? A big giant roller coaster. (laughs) Okay. All right. Now you have to tell me more. Why a big giant roller coaster? Well, let's see. I'm, I'm currently in college. And uh, I have a term paper due next Friday. Uh, I have a project due next week. Include, but that doesn't include the term paper. So, it's, and so I, I've done three projects back to back weeks. It's like really yeah. this yeah. is insane. And then, and then on top of that, last month I had to move to from Pennsylvania to my shore house in New Jersey for, oh. until the beginning of next year because we're just downsizing. And I'm like, okay, this is so much fun. <laughs> See, I don't think you know this, but I live in the suburbs of Philadelphia. So where did you live before? I lived in the suburbs too. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. And I was uh, I was uh, in Ambler, Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah, I know Ambler very well. I live in Berwyn, Pennsylvania. I don't know if you ever heard of Berwyn, but it's near Villanova. You may have heard of Villanova. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where I live now. And I'm very familiar with the Jersey Shore. So where are you at Jersey Shore? I'm in Wildwood. Ah. (laughs) I don't know. What is Wildwood going to be like in the winter? I always wondered that. I can tell you it's a dead ghost town. If oh. you absolutely, I, I, I like to kid with my friends. It's like, well, if you don't like people and you don't and you want, want people to leave you the heck alone, that's the perfect place to go to. Uh, I'm not that kind of person, but yeah. I, I don't have anywhere else to go at the moment. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get it. Okay, so when you're there and you said you're in school, are you doing school all online? Yeah. Or in, oh, okay. So it didn't matter if you were moving. No, yeah, yeah. I'm getting tired of online classes because uh-huh. the last three semesters I've been online and I'm like, this is not fun. Yeah. My son is 18 and he's a senior in high school. And actually he didn't get diagnosed. I love the way you say on the spectrum, on the low end, my son is 18 and he just got diagnosed with autism on the spectrum, which we didn't even know until he was 16, but we switched him into a private school and his first year in private school and his junior year, Jimmy was all virtual. And it's like, he couldn't get to know anybody, you know? And now he's a senior in high school. He's only been there two months. And he's like, mom, I'm making friends, but it's tough making friends. I go, well, you've only known him for two months. You know what I mean? Hard, right? Yeah, exactly. And like my personality back then growing up, I basically, I could talk to adults and I can talk to friends that I met and started to become friends with them. But to any of the other kids that are outside of my group of friends circle, I can talk to them. That's him. That's him. He can talk forever to adults. And everyone's like, what the heck? Full conversations or close, close friends. But we actually have to work on how do you approach someone? You know, go up to somebody. And if they come to him, he's great. But to actually approach someone, I, I don't know. I think it's scary for everybody at that age. Don't you think? Yeah, I find that as well. But like... Uh, now when I have to approach like a company and whatnot or something or someone else, I always like, I, I like to tease my uh, friends and family members and say, 
this company should run because I will talk their ear off and I will, or I'll argue them to death to get me part A to part B. And <laughs> also, I'm like, nope, you're not going to win. You know what? That really makes me feel good. You know, so he can grow out of the stage. I tell him that, you know, you can, it, it's not going to be like this forever. You keep I, I, developing. I, I'm literally, I literally was in a turtle shell back then. I was like, no, I'm just going to stay close by. Yeah. And, uh, now, every time when I, I go out to somewhere, I'm like talking to someone else and say, like, Jimmy, you're talking to strangers. It's like, yeah, I don't care. I'm a talkative person. So I, when was that change? A lot of the kids wanted to know that. When did you develop that skill or that self-confidence or was it gradual? It was more gradually. I got a, my parents uh, got me into in school. They got me while well, I was put in this uh, like social group. And mm-hmm. at first I hated it because, well, let me just say like it kind of I did hate it to a point, but there because it. I know exactly what you're talking about because my son was in that. Yeah. Um, like it interrupted some of my favorite classes. And it's like, can you put it towards my English class where I absolutely hate? And it's like, <laughs> put, it, put it into the classes I yeah. hate. And then, yeah. then I'm good. But they got me out of art class. It's like, uh, I like my art class. And, and yeah. I even went back at the first and it's like, I'm not leaving. It's like, you can drag me out of the classroom all you want, but you're not, I'm going to pout and I'm going to make so much interruption to, so everyone can start staring at you this way. And I don't I don't think any of those people who, I, I think eventually, I, I don't know for certain, but after all the like havoc that I caused for my school, yeah. they still eventually putting into a time that made sense for both that group and me to me because it's like put it at a time where I'm not busy or, or in a class that I like but it's yeah. like oh well we just pull you out of your art class yeah no time that I can escape you yeah. gotta put me in a freaking group I can relate to that oh my god <laughs> I was like yeah. this is not logically thinking you idiot yeah yeah, yeah. did you get it changed well, I think my parents finally got got a change, and and then eventually I started. But then, like like in high school, I started hate going it to more and more. Yeah. Eventually, I started applying everything that they taught me in it, and then I. So the final challenge was for me to get out of that group. I, I yeah. like. Well, so how many people did you talk to today and how many conversations and whatnot? And I just went back at the the, at the person who was talking up of all this. And I was like, I did this, 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 this. It's like, it like, yeah, see ya, bye. I worked out. Woo-hoo! I was like, see ya, never doing this again. Oh my God. It was God. not great joining any of this group. Nice knowing you. Well, I'm glad that you pushed back that hard, you know, and you figured a way out. <laughs> Well, I felt like it was kind of a prison to me because it's like no one else has to do this. Yeah, like, no, I get it. But 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 when they moved it to a class where I didn't care, I missed it. I was like, okay, I'll, just, <laughs> I'll leave. Sure, math like, class. Oh, I'm okay, sorry. I'm out. Yeah, I was like my English class is like, oh, Jim, you have to read this. Oh, I'm sorry, I got group today. I'll oh, see you bye. <laughs> I was like, let me. Oh my god! The hallway to the group. You figured it out. You figured it out. All right, Jimmy. So the sign behind you, I love it. Crazy fitness guy. And you know, I don't know if you've known this. I've owned health clubs my entire life. So when I looked out, though, how many times you work out? He works out. 
six to nine times a week and three times a week. I don't know if it's still this way is kickboxing. And then you do beach bodies on demand. Now, can you keep up that schedule and be in school? Yep. Okay. All right. Okay. It comes with the name. So it comes with the name crazy fitness guy. And I know you should, you posted your routine. When did you get in? One of the biggest questions from, I always have fake names for the kids. So Billy Bob wants to know, when did you start working out and how long have you been working out six to nine times a week? I've been working out since I like to say 2011 to all the way to 2021. I have never stopped. I kept going. Uh, I just stay on six days a week uh, because I found after a while I was not getting enough calories to maintain. Mm. So I was like, okay, I can I have enough calories for for working out six days a week, but yeah. I can't do nine anymore. And I, I was only doing nine because I just want to see how far my body could go. I, I get it. To push it to the challenge. Yeah. And, but then I needed to cut back a little bit. But and now I'm going to admit I didn't work out all last week because I was sick and under the weather. Okay. Uh, but I'm, I'm not one of those people who believes that, you know, if I have a fever, I'm going to sweat it out. I did that once and <laughs> I got work out. And I, and it, instead of being sick for a week or less than a week, I was sick for like three weeks. So I learned my lesson. And yeah. like now today I worked out, even though I still have a slight cough and not really much of a stuffy nose, but kind of still there. But yeah, but mine fever is gone. It's not like I'm laying in bed anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, you know, I can do a beach by on demand workout today. I was supposed to go to cry tonight, but I'm like, I'm not going to cry tonight because I was like, I just got back off. Yeah, good, 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 yeah. I was like trying to do kickboxing and you can't probably breathe through your nose. Yeah, you're going to become like a heavy bag and it's top lover. Well, you know, your body, I'm so glad you said that push through. You know the difference between a sniffle and you have a fever. Your body's telling you, slow down. You need a break here. You need a break. So I'm glad you listened to it. Yeah. I used, when I was younger, I was stubborn like that. Oh, I can break through my fever and it never works. Never no. work. Yeah. And it's like my, uh, my sensei, uh, during COVID, he created this uh, rule and I think he still has it. Like if anybody has any sign of a sniffle, uh, he's, he's sending people home and yeah. because he doesn't need anybody to have COVID or yeah, yeah, not, yeah. But, no, before COVID, there was people who came in as like, oh, I was getting over being sick and they still had a runny nose and they still had a cough. And it's like, and you decided to come in. <laughs> yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. And it's like, no one wants to be partners with you. Uh, and it's like, and like, like, let me tell you, in karate class, you're really in karate class. You're not, and it's like, you can't go take pause on on tv yeah you're in there and it's a 45 minute class there's eight rounds of kickboxing and there's maybe like a five ten second break to give you a demonstration of what you're doing next but unless if it's a true emergency like you need to use the bathroom yeah but and like you're not allowed off the mat until the class is over and it's like and like now they'll let you blow your nose if you really really blow (laughs) your nose but if it's like every two seconds yeah stay the hell home (laughs) 
yeah. Well, well and I can see you, you, you're not only considering yourself, but you're considering others. And I know it's hard for you probably to stay home because was I reading you're going for your black belt now? Is that true? No, I'm working for my black belt, but I'm still, I'm at the halfway point of getting my, towards my black belt. And so uh, I'm at. That's a long journey, isn't it? Yeah. I started karate when I was living in New Jersey. And then when I moved to Pennsylvania, uh, I had to find another place to do karate. And when I found out Tiger Shulman's karate, I was with him for a long time. And then I got my red belt. And they wanted me to do grappling, which I can't do because of uh, I have spinal stenosis in my neck, which yeah, makes it yeah. hard for me to move this way up and down. Yeah. And if somebody hits me, give me a severe whiplash, I can be paralyzed from the head down. Yeah, and we don't so, want that. so I had to take a time off from karate for I think I took time for like at, at least I think ten years. And oh wow! So, and then when I came back, I had to start all over from the beginning from the white belt. But the 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 reason why I can do it again is because I don't have to do grappling and I can get my black belt just in kickboxing. And like with grappling, it's like a form of wrestling. So everyone's tugging. Yeah, yeah. Where kickboxing, you at least have a, a few seconds to block and yeah. your, your head's not going to boom, bobblehead doll. Yeah. Well, do and you wear headgear when you kickbox? Do you have headgear on? When we're sparring, we do. But if it's just punching the punching bag or just okay. using the mitts and uh, pads, there's no reason because no one's punching at your head. And yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm training with people, I'm training with higher, I'm trying, I'm training with people who have control. So they're known not to hit me in the head. Gotcha. So gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. I can never be in a ring with an opponent because I can't do that stuff. But yeah, I, I understand. I want to do it because it, it challenges me mentally, physically, yeah. and, and everything else. And uh, I was like, Beach Body on Demand challenges me, but this takes it to the whole next level. And yeah. And back then when I left, I was two belts away from my black belt. Mm-hmm. And I was, was like, I can't just end it right then and there. Yeah. I was all, I, I had this dream, reoccurring dream over and over again. And when I had it for the 50th time, I was like, <laughs> I'm going back and yeah, I need to go yeah. back yeah. and it's like as long as you don't quit it's like I didn't quit last time and it's like I come uh, and this was my dad saying this but no like, I understand I quit last time but it's like I got had medical concerns and everything it's not my yeah. fault yeah like, you had to find the right first. format for you yeah yeah <laughs> by the way Jimmy so I taught boxing classes and I did a lot of martial arts but as soon as they made me go to spar, I was so worried that I would hurt someone that I quit because I just wanted it for the conditioning and the same thing, the mental, like, so I had to just teach classes. I loved it. I loved hitting the heavy bag and the speed bag and jumping rope. Like I loved all the conditioning. I especially love boxing, but I didn't want to hurt. Like I was so forget me. I was like, Oh my God, I can't hurt you. And they're like, well, how are you ever going to get in a ring? I'm like, I don't want to get in a ring. I just want to feel good, you know? Yeah, like everyone uh, at Tiger Showman's, if you don't want to get into the ring, they're not going to get you in the ring. It's like, oh, you know, that's great. And like, it's like, it's a challenge to get your black belt and then you can, and then there's people who get their second degree, third degree is, some wants to be senseis, 
I'm not looking to be a sensei. I just wanted my black belt. I want yeah, yeah. I, 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 I may even keep going after a black belt because you know yeah. it challenges me in so many different ways. Yeah. And I don't think I have I would have the confidence to even do crazy fitness guy with a curl. Oh, I I agree. I it's such it's so good mentally and physically. I'm so happy for you. So now did you have to switch? Oh, so you were originally in Jersey at the studio. So now you're back to the same studio. I'm still at Tiger Shulman's in Pennsylvania. I've been with them for many years. I everything is on Zoom. I mean, for me, I'm still on ah, with them. Cool. Everybody's back in person, but since I moved at the moment, yeah, yeah. I can't. I'm not driving two hours to uh, go to karate at the moment. <laughs> 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 because that'd be like three days i have cried three days a week and it's like i'm not doing two hours i mean that's like eight hours per week and it's like yeah i'm getting my ass kicked in school with so many homework left and right yeah i'm not doing that yeah and i'll stay on zoom temporarily until yeah. i move to back to pennsylvania again yeah i can see your face you want to move back to pennsylvania i see it well, I do because I, that's where all my friends and, and uh, gotcha. karate is. New Jersey is like, uh, there's karate. Tiger Shulman's here in New Jersey, but I'm not driving 40 miles away to meet a new sensei. I've been with my sensei for years. I'm no, I understand that. I understand that. I really do. Okay, so tell us a little bit about why you went to school. Is it for, did I read that you were in media? Yeah, I'm in uh, media studies and uh it can lead me into uh, uh, motivational speaking, which I, I am. Uh, which you and, love doing. Yeah. Uh, and you're good at it. Well, it's only, I've only been on like 100 sec, 102 guest appearances. So That's it? Was, yeah, only. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and it goes to lead, lead to uh, uh, journalism, which I would never do because I don't want to spread any spews. Not speaking I don't politics. want to spread any spew. I love that. I'm not speaking politics. I'm just saying I'm not spreading any spew. Um, yeah. That's yeah. I don't have time for politics. So yeah. uh, there's too much other things in my head that is far more important than that gross topic. Uh, so stay focused. That, yeah. And uh, it can also lead me to like broadcasting uh, and I just to name a few, there's like a whole list of things I yeah. can get into. I, I like media studies because it's something I'm passionate about because I like speaking. I didn't know I like speaking. I, I didn't, I can always get up in front of a class to speak, but my last project I did that was in person, I got up there like easy peasy. I didn't. Yeah. And like, I was still kind of nervous because I just felt like some people in the class didn't like me, but yeah. I don't know. I, I, I misjudge everyone, but. You, you don't know. It could be your own insecurities. You don't know. You don't know. Yeah. And so that was, that was just my own hang up on some stuff, but. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I thought it was pretty, uh, I thought I did pretty well more than yeah. I did in my other when I was growing up, when I do presentation, because I was like, I sometimes I had the teacher speak for me and say, like, I don't know how to do this. Yeah. And like yeah. now I'm like, you can't get me to shut up. Yeah. 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 I know. I love that you said that shift that when you were younger, you were more in a shell. And then now it's like, ba bam, you know, 
you'll talk to strangers. You, yeah. you don't care. As like my my mom always uh, told me the story, and I like the story. Uh, she was helping. Um, her friend's husband uh, got her uh, his chemotherapy, and this was when I was raised in New Jersey mm-hmm. uh, when I was born. And she and like I wasn't talking at the normal age when everyone else is talking and making sentences, and uh, and my parents were always worried about that. And my mom's friend's husband said to my mom while she was driving very fast to get into chemo and everything. He said, don't worry about Jimmy. He's going to talk. And one day you're going to regret him ever talking because he won't ever stop. Wow. I haven't stopped since. Oh, my goodness. How old do you think you were when he said that? I have no idea. But young. Yeah, very, very young. I I didn't remember him ever saying that, but Mm -hmm. I'm... But my mom always told the stories over the years. Yeah, you must have been young. Yeah. You remember when you did start really speaking? Like when you started? The only word I knew back then was just bah. And like everything, I I sound like a freaking sheep. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder why bah. Well, I well, in my opinion, I thought I was pretty. I, I was pretty smart though. I was a pretty smart baby because I pointed at every object that I needed. Yeah. And, it, and my parents knew exactly what I needed. Yeah. So even though I wasn't talking, I was like, I'm a pretty freaking pretty smart baby. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you By know the way, I have a close, close friend, and he is a brilliant trial lawyer, but he didn't start speaking. And I don't know, really long, like till it was four or five, like, which was longer than most babies, anything. And when you asked him later why he didn't, he goes, I didn't have anything to say. <laughs> she said, I had nothing to say. I got everything I needed. I figured this was a good, solid gig. And I spoke when I needed to say something. I cracked up. It was so well, fun. Well, a few of my friends teased me is, is like, Jimmy, maybe you should be a lawyer. And I was like, I'm sorry. I can't. I, I, I I don't think I could be a lawyer. I mean, like, even though I'm very good at arguing a lot of different things, yeah. I, mean, like, I don't think I could be a lawyer because some of the laws for the internet is so vague that I was like, this is ridiculous. And I was like, yeah. I can't, I was like, this doesn't make any sense. So this company can use this trademark as long as it doesn't do this and do this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. this is logical. <laughs> Yeah, but see, not that you should be a lawyer because you want you should go into whatever you're really passionate about. And I know you're really passionate about being a motivational speaker. So that's where you should go. But you would make a great lawyer because you would prove why those laws were illogical. I would want to have you as my lawyer. You know what I mean? Because you would be like, are you kidding me? This doesn't even make sense. So you would be great. As a kid, I, I was not very good at arguing very much stuff because even what I argue is like he's mean yeah that's proves all the evidence in the world well that's what you think as a kid that's it that's all you I need know, to know like, I cannot I, my <laughs> argument as a kid was terrible and it's like it's like saying this guy is stupid yeah okay yeah. why is the guy stupid he's a bully okay why so you you changed a lot and though you were saying getting back to your fitness routine that you can only work out six times a week because you couldn't take in enough calories. But I read that when you were younger, because of the medicines, you were not always that way, right? You were heavier when you were a child. Yeah, I was nearly obese for my age group. And like I was, I think the borderline was like 
I think it was near 180-ish or at 180-ish. At least that's what I remember. Mm-hmm. It, it might have changed now, so don't go quoting me on that. But okay, but I won't. Like, I won't quote you. This was like I think at least 15 years ago, and so I already changed. And I I remember my doctor saying to me, "It's like Jimmy, you need to lose some weight." And I remember some of my doctors who had uh, a little bit heavy as well. And say, thanks, doc. So can you. <laughs> Obviously, I never said any of that. But, but No, but it's right. You're right. You're right. Well, I'm just saying, it's like, if you, I never like the people who, who always tell you, oh, you should go do something when they don't follow their own advice. And it's like, I know. Okay, you know, once you follow your own advice, you can tell me what you, on what you, yeah, on, yeah on I understand. Like yeah. sometimes I even do that to my parents, but like I, I'm, I'm like I'm not always arguing with my parents, but but sometimes like first off before you you can tell me well decompartmentalize of this and that first you do it and then I'll do it as I lead by example. If you can't lead by example, you're not a leader. Ooh, that's that's a tough one because parents, well-meaning parents. Now here's the little thing: even though they're not doing it themselves, they love you so much. They want you to learn from their mistakes. So you do get that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Again, we don't always argue. It is. Yeah. But I get what you're saying. You have to walk the walk, you know, talk the talk in order to be able to have impact on your children, at least trying it. You you may not always succeed, but you have to attempt it. Yeah. And and so that, like, I've been trying to attempt, like, I got when I was before I get back into my whole weight loss journey my I had these uh friends of mine that uh lived in New Jersey at the time we were living in New Jersey I mean they some of them still do but one of them when we were younger technically I was kind of like a like a parrot so to speak that I can remember what people said Ah. one of my people one of um, our friends they taught me how to curse and I mean, it was three brothers. They used to. I got into a really bad cursing problem. Oh. And uh, so I've been like trying lately for the past few years to learn how to quit. My dad always thought he was the one who taught me how to curse. And like, it was like I was cursing when when I was growing up in New Jersey. So it was like it was like that's yeah. far from the timeline where youth were thinking. And. Yeah. And so the point of me telling you this is that I've been like, so even though I still slip up here and there, I ca- I catch myself and it's like, uh, I meant shoot or yeah. fudge or something yeah. along those lines. Yeah. And so I'm like picking up on it. But so I was like, oh, okay. As, but I seen some people these days, they're just like curse every, every single sentence, every word in the sentence is like, you sound like it loses impact. Now. Yeah, it loses impact. It's not okay. like, yeah, I don't have anything against swearing, but you got to pick, you know what I mean, when you're going to yeah. use it. Yeah, it's like if you step your toe against the door, okay, it might come out or, but but if it's just like every sentence or every other word in the sentence, it's like, okay, it used to just sound like a totally yeah. uneducated person. Yeah. Yeah. I was having this debate with a young man and I said, listen, I'm not offended that you're swearing, but there are other words to use. And if you're swearing a lot, it's not that you're not educated, but it sounds uneducated. So because he was getting mad that his teachers were saying he swore too much. I'm like, well, you really can't be swearing. 
in a middle school classroom. You just can't, you know? Is that friend pun? <laughs> and, uh, and he was like, well, why? It's just a word. I go, I get it's just a word, but it's offensive to some people. And it also find other words to use, you know, or they're going to not, you can't stay in the classroom and swear. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, like for the, so back to my weight loss journey. Uh, back to the weight loss journey. <laughs> yeah. So I was nearly obese for my age group. I got bullied on and off from elementary school all the way up to high school in 11th grade. Because of your weight? My weight, my head size, uh, just about anything. Yeah, yeah. And I think they also picked up that I was different from others where I learned differently. Yeah, yeah. It's tough. It's tough. Kids are tough. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's funny. I, I always felt like my parents always had these like extra guidelines for me. Like I needed to meet this milestone and meet this and meet that. I was like, you have a lot of freaking criteria. And I, was like, <laughs> I thought the bullies had a lot of criteria on me. But yeah, like, yeah. I was like, you expect a lot. And yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's funny. I, I was like, and I get back to the story again, but like my, I always felt like I, I do, I have a lot of expectations for me, but it's crazy fitness guy. And yeah. I was like, geez, I don't even have half of the expectations that my parents did from, from me. I was like, holy crap. It was like criteria, yeah. criteria. <laughs> so they bullied me for, for, for pretty much everything. I'm slightly autistic on the autistic spectrum. I don't have it as severe as others. Mm. It still causes me challenges today where like I literally, I found out after a few years being on Squarespace that they actually had this feature that I didn't even know of that even though it was right in front of me the whole time. Yeah. I was yeah. like, well, this was great. Uh, <laughs> I was like, and, and I, I admit that there's times where I need somebody to literally be Captain Obvious to me. It's like, you might have to spell it out for me mm. um, what this is, or you might have to tell me a hundred times, a hundred different ways before yeah. I am yeah. able to get something. Yeah. And uh, I was in special education classes. And one thing that I didn't understand about special education classes back then, my school was just shoved everybody in it who were who needed extra challenges in one classroom and it's like well logically that doesn't make any sense because everyone learns at each different level and you don't have a teacher that uh can teach at every single person's level mm-hmm. well pretty much everyone in that class is screwed because if i learned at a faster pace than the person sitting next to me yeah well, yeah it's not fair for that person it's not fair for me. It's not fair for the person sitting next to me, behind me, etc. In my middle school, I had this one teacher who she taught. She knew how to taught it, teach at everyone's single level. Wow! And some of the books that we were reading for that the school made us read, she knew that I could read higher level books, and she told me. She told me, "Is like Jimmy, I'm, like she didn't. I, I don't know how this came up, but while everyone was." reading all these school books that the school was putting on us that was much this is going to sound like it's not going to come out the way I really wanted to come out because I don't know the words Uh, if anybody who's autistic 
listen to this. I'm not trying to be offensive. So I was reading at a higher level than other people in the class. And mm-hmm. I was, uh, so I was able to read the Harry Potter books. And I got so engrossed with the Harry Potter books that my, I started because the bullies uh, started to taunt me during lunch. And mm-hmm. if I didn't have my friends with me at lunch to help me, uh, get me to, to just walk me to class to make sure. And some of my friends were in my class, my special education classes, but if I didn't have anybody to help me uh, stay away from the bullies, I got my, my teacher allowed me to be, to go into her, her class early mm-hmm. and read my books as long as I didn't interrupt her lunch. But yeah. um, but if she if she was if she didn't have anybody in the room and she just wanted to start a conversation, she could and we we did. But she uh, she but she didn't she knew how she challenged me at every single point. She she uh, so somehow I I got. I got into the, all the Harry Potter books and because she knew I could read higher than what the school mm-hmm. was giving us material wise. And I'm, I'm sitting there every single time in her classroom, just reading it before the bell rings for uh, the next period and the next class. And she's, and she, she actually told me, it's like, Jimmy, time to put away your book now. And I was like, I never thought I'd te- as a teacher, I would say that. And I was like, <laughs> It's the first time for everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, but you—that was where you would go, and I and I totally understand this, and I can relate to some of these stories, even from listening to my son. That this teacher understood you and how your brain worked, and she pushed you in a different way, which was amazing. Because I truly believe that. I mean, you and I were talking a little bit about labels, right? And I understand it because sometimes. You need to have a diagnosis so you know how they learn and how they treat. But I find even in that label, so many people's brains are operating so differently and so uniquely. And usually when like what you said, how you read at such a high level, and then you were saying sometimes it takes you a hundred times to learn this one thing about Squarespace. That's usually what happens when your brain is so brilliant and bright in this one area. It can't be that way for everything. You know what I mean? I wish. <laughs> it's true, though. I mean, when you're so bright and you can see you have a lot of people skills, interaction skills and emotional uh, intelligence skills, you can't have all the other ones, too. You, you just can't. It, it just doesn't work. Unless that if way. I was Google. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember... Just, you know, because I do a lot of work with kids, just saying that your brain and you came in here with superpowers. I don't care who you are. And if you were built any differently than you were, you wouldn't have your unique superpowers. And it seems to me, because I'm looking at the time and I'm like, I could talk to you forever. I love the fact that you feel that way now, but it wasn't always that way. So kids out there that are listening or parents that are listening, I want to go more into that because it was a rough road. I mean, it was a lot of things going on with your health and bullying and weight and your diagnosis. And somehow you came out the other side to realize you're incredible. Somehow. (laughs) Somehow. I don't know when the turning point was, but I do know this. The I fitness, the yeah, the fitness really helped you. I mean, it absolutely built your confidence up and the right mentors or the right teachers. Were you at a public school or a private school? 
public. So did you love your education? Did you like your teachers? I mean, I know I heard about some of it, but were you happy with it for the most part? Uh, no. And the reason why there's some of uh, there's some of it I liked. There's some of it I did not a lot of it I did not like. Gotcha. And I, I like a certain parts of it here and there. Like I like my seventh grade teacher who was also my eighth grade teacher mm-hmm. and like when I was having a bad day and whatnot she knew exactly mm-hmm. I was having a bad day mm-hmm. when I was uh, when I was skipping the bus because the bullies were on my bus she mm-hmm. knew that there was something wrong because I was skipping the bus on purpose and she she knew something was out of mm-hmm. my routine and, and she point, pinpointed perfectly and say okay did you read my mind? Because that is, <laughs> that's sick and that's gross and that's weird. No, it's great. Thank, oh my goodness. You, it's so, I love the fact that all these years later, she made such an impact on you. Yes, to be honest, she was actually, uh, uh, she was also my uh, tutor for my my math classes mm. in college. And it's funny, it was one, it was just a few days where I was just feeling so burnt out and everything. I didn't even have to say one word. She comes right in uh, where we were meeting and she's like, Jimmy, you look like you're exhausted. And it's like, how did you figure that one out? And I was like, is it written all over my face? Or, uh, and yeah. it was like, and it's like, let's just say we just know each other for one too many years. Uh, and it's like, yeah, let's just say, just say that. <laughs> I think it's so important. I mean, like you said, you didn't like a lot of things, but there were some teachers that you did bond with. And there's a, a lot of other teachers. Like I had my uh, gym teacher in high school. Uh, mm. I liked him. I mean, I like the gym teachers back in my uh, middle school as well, because like the days when, when I finished lunch early, when I didn't have any friends, I mean, when I, I like my friends were missing in action because they were uh, staying behind to get extra work done uh, during lunch or they got in trouble or whatever it was. I don't think I was in trouble or whatever, but or maybe they were sick that day. Uh, they they let me come into uh, the gym and just shoot hoops until the until lunches was over. And mm-hmm. my gym teacher in uh, high school, he was cool because uh, what I really liked about the uh, my gym teacher is that uh, we had a bonding relationship of uh, of basketball. He was a huge Duke fan, and I was a huge Duke fan. And, oh. uh, we uh, talk a lot about sports, basketball, and uh, and football. And we were, um, I, I got straight a, a lot of uh, A's and B's. I mean, I got a lot of A's. I think there was a few semesters I got a few B's. Uh, not semesters, but I mean, uh, marking periods where I got a few B's. I got one F because there was a jerkish teacher. I'm not even going to that story, but there, but my, but during my, um, in 12th grade, I got all straight A's. I didn't have to take any finals whatsoever. There's yeah. a, you really had to bomb every single final to fail. And I'm like, so I'm excused. And it's like, yep. And I was like, woohoo. So I, when everyone else had to take finals, yeah. I got to go to my art classes. I went to, even, uh, even if it wasn't even class time, there's like, you can go to art. My gym teacher's like, yeah, you, 
go shoot hoops if you want. And it's like, I'll, I'll, I'll lock the door for you for the, for the basketballs. And I just shoot hoops. And sometimes the gym teacher was available and we just uh, shoot hoops together. And like, because I was such a huge Duke fan, he, uh, he got me uh, two Coach K autographs and he got me a few Duke posters and like he knows a buddy of his uh, who works at Duke and he got me mm. stuff and it's like, holy crap. That's and so nice. Are you still a Duke fan now? Are you a big Duke fan now? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm looking for their opening game because it's Coach K's last year. And it's like, I'm, I'm like, I need to know, I got to find somebody to get me some freaking tickets to home <laughs> game. Come on. Sign me up there. Give me a ticket. I need to go see that. Request it now, Jimmy. Request. He needs tickets to the Duke game. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's my, my, I love the team. I've never gone, I would love to visit a campus one day. I mean, I can never afford to go there, but. Somehow you'll get there. But uh, somehow one day, I would love to be able to see the court in person, not just on TV. I have a feeling it's going to happen. Jimmy, we're good. We don't have that much more time, but I want to ask, boo, I know it's been fun, right? I love, I'm so glad. I'm so glad we got to do this on Zoom. But let me ask you about the crazy fitness guy because I want to get into why you started that and how they can find you. Just tell them everything why you started Crazy Fitness Guy podcast, website, the whole bit. Because he has his own podcast, peeps. So I started um, Crazy Fitness Guy back in uh, 2017. So I started it after I. Coming to a, a coming to an end of one of my semesters in college. I don't know. I, I don't know if it was the first or second one. Maybe it was first. I forget. But I like my English teacher in college. He uh, took me under his wing because I I told him after the first day of class I was actually running late to the class because I couldn't figure out the hallways in my college because everything. There were so many wraparounds and yeah, 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 like it goes yeah. in uh, a circle, and there was like two different hallways that, and I didn't know that it actually wrapped around. So, so one hallways led to a bunch of other classrooms, etc. And so I got confused. And it's like okay, and and I was confused because my, I was late to my first one because it's like okay, which one's first, this one or this one? And I was I was not organized whatsoever. But since it was the first day of class, I was so like 30 minutes late to my first one. And my teacher was like, she was like it, don't worry, it's your first day of class. And I, I'm not penalizing anyone. Oh, cool. It's like, it will never happen again. I just, I, I'm totally lost. I'm totally frustrated with myself. And so I was late to my uh, English class and my English teacher was like, I didn't even notice. I didn't even notice. The clock is right up by the door. And like, I'm, and so I, and I told him the truth is like, I, I don't know how, I don't know how to write an essay. Yeah. I had English classes in high school, but I was in special education classes and you know, they didn't care about how you format stuff. They just mm-hmm. cared, just write something. Yeah. So yeah. I, I knew how to write something. But I didn't know how to put it in APA bullcrap format. I hate the formats. Um, yeah. And so he, so I, and once I told him this, he's like, that's okay. I'll help you. And oh. I was like, okay, cool. And so uh, at, at the end of each single class we got to, he worked with me on how to, and he, he looked at the revision by revision. <laughs> and I kid you not, my first, 
attempt at an essay. It was terrible. It looked like a treasure map inside of a treasure map. Even the uh, leprechaun for the Lucky Charms uh, commercial, he couldn't find the gold at the end of the rainbow. It, it, it was it was terrible. Even Captain Jack Sparrow couldn't read the freaking uh, treasure map. So the reason why I created Crazy Fitness Guy was because he uh, he told me at the end of the semester and told the whole class the only way to become a better writer you have to write each and every single day. And I was like, Ooh, I am. How do you do that? I don't want to write on a piece of paper. I don't like Microsoft Word. I don't like Google Docs because how consistent am I going to be with that? Yeah. yeah if I don't okay. like something. And so I decided, okay, let's make a website. And my first mistake I've ever made with the website was starting with WordPress. And I always like to say this as a disclaimer. So if WordPress ever listens to any of any episodes, <laughs> I'm not bashing them at all. I have never been a patient person with technology. Mm -hmm. uh, when stuff breaks, even though I, when I used to have a boatload of time and extra time, I did work through stuff and I thought it was cool that, Hey, I fixed my own problem, but I absolutely hate doing it. Mm -hmm. And WordPress, and I don't mean WordPress.com. I mean, self-hosted WordPress where I got into so many technical aspects of it. I was working 90 plus hours a week and my brain was like, this absolutely sucks, and I wanted to bash it over with my keyboard. And okay, then. <laughs> and I, after the first year of doing that for ninety plus hours a week, I was I was pretty much like exhausted. Early September-ish, and I remember, I remember August, and I was telling my mom, I was like, if I'm gonna keep doing this, I got to switch again." And I was like, "I already switched like." a hundred different hosting providers yeah and i made the switch to even though it was a little bit more money than i wanted to pay i was like well maybe may i just just go to something premium at least and it's like and, and when i said that when i said we do all the technical stuff for you it's like sign me up <laughs> So I decided, I, I I signed up, I went to Squarespace. Sure, there's a lot of things that I had to find different workarounds for. I had to pay for a few extra things to do this and do that. But I've been up and running for four years, even though I had some hard times with them and I made a, I might've and probably did put my foot in my own mouth for probably at least a hundred times with them because yeah. I have said some stuff that I probably shouldn't have said. I did apologize though, but they haven't kicked me off of their platform yet. Uh, <laughs> well, so, that's good. <laughs> well, I use Squarespace too. I use Squarespace too. Well, they probably like, they probably like me because I, at least I admit when I'm wrong. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, I've been up and running for four years. And so basically the reason I created Crazy Fitness Guy was just because I wanted to continue practicing writing. And so instead of me just practicing writing myself, I'll practice writing and showcase my work and help people along the way. And, and inspire so, them. Yeah. And though it was geared to just working out at the, the first time, because when I was going to college, when I first started college, I was going to be a personal trainer. And then uh, I jumped five different majors. That's okay. And then so when I got into uh, motivational speaking, I knew I had to change, sh shift the change 
uh, on the website, but of what I wanted to do with the website, but I knew I still wanted to inspire people. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, I can't change the name because I'm already outranking. I'm already outranking the Wikipedia page. Used to like, be a famous a personal trainer who was oh. uh, 70s or 60s or 80s, and I. And oh that, God, I know who you mean too, but I can't think of it. Yeah, yeah, I know who you mean. Yeah, it's gonna be right. Yeah, when somebody Google's the crazy fitness guy, you're gonna be able to crazy fitness guy. You'll know who it is, and I. I'll, uh, you, you know, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna figure out uh, once I. Oh, Richard Simmons. There you. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Was, uh, Everyone knows Richard Simmons. Yeah. Yeah, and like so, I was outranking his Wikipedia page, and so I was like, I can't change the branding now. And I was like, if I'm already outranking a Wikipedia page, no, I'm no. not changing. Mm-hmm. And. And so once I got to the third year of Crazy Fitness Guy, I knew I wanted to, instead of just, I wanted to continue blogging. One of my professors who I, who I have this year uh, in, this, in college, she told me, he's like, Jimmy, you need to start a podcast. And I was like, you're killing me, professor. And I was like, <laughs> Like you know, I'm only one person, right? And yeah, like yeah. I don't have somebody else. I don't have somebody else. I, I would love somebody else, but I don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> and she said to me, "Like, but Jimmy, the only way that people are going to recognize your voice and get your voice out there is by a podcast." And so, yeah. I know you're right, Professor, but you're killing me. Yeah. And so, she, so I eventually started the podcast in my third year of Crazy Fitness Guide this day because I wanted to expand. Yeah. And so once I expanded, I was like, I'm totally nuts. So between myself and I and Crazy Fitness Guy, we have a hundred plus platforms. Not even kidding. And even though that you see um on the front end of the website, oh that that's a hundred. And the back of it is a hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. And and what's really funny, it took Crazy Fitness Guy around three years to start outranking the Wikipedia page. But then because I got, I wouldn't say I haven't become a master at SEO, but but, but when I got familiar with SEO and started branding my own self, I started as a soccer player named uh, James Clare. I have his Wikipedia page too, and say there can only be one Jimmy Claire. <laughs> me, everybody else is an imposter. Well, Jim, I probably need your help, Jimmy. But <laughs> good for you. Oh, good and by for the way, and the podcast is called Crazy Fitness Guy Healthy Living Podcast. And yes. It, yeah, we got I'm glad you got page. that in there. Get it in there. PR, baby. Got to be your PR. All right, Jimmy, we have to go. We have to wrap it up. I'm so glad we did this. I'm so glad I got to. (laughs) Yes, I'm so glad we got to see you. And my let's keep it real, people. I know you're going to say, Jimmy kept it real. Is there anything you you didn't get in, Jimmy, that you want to add in before we sign out? Uh, There's probably like a thousand, but uh, I'll, (laughs) I'll save for next time. Okay, you said... Thank you. And I think they know how to find you, by the way. And by the way, the name is brilliant. I love it. I love Crazy Fitness Guy. Love that. that. Though some yeah. people say that's too long. It's like, too long. It's like, I've seen my that's bowling, fine. the bowling alley that I bowl at uh, weekly, that their name is way too freaking long. <laughs>
crazy fitness guy is not long. You remember it. And that's what matters. You remember crazy fitness guy. All right, my let's keep it real people. I know you're going to want to share this, rate this, like this. We're very grateful. Even if you just share it with one person that you know, it can empower and impact. And you know what I'm going to say until next time. Toodles. Thanks for listening. Be sure to share and subscribe if you enjoyed the show. And remember, keep spreading the positive.